The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The explosion in the use of chat GPT may be heralded as progress in some quarters, but what are the downsides? Do the companies that own them get logged as publishers or simply as platforms? Well, I'm joined by international media lawyer Paul Tweed. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, the, the implications of all of this, I mean, I've used uh, ChatGPT this morning uh, just out of curiosity and, you know, asked you to write a sonnet about mid-morning broadcasting. It wasn't a half-bad sonnet, but the thing is it did it in about 10 seconds. So um, this is the issue. How does ChatGPT work? What are its sources of information? And who is legally responsible for what ends up on your screen? Yes, all very important uh, contemporaneous questions. Uh, to answer them just in order, uh, they effectively get their news as, or their information as a news aggregator, uh, and they gather all the references, all the names that you may have put into your query, pull it all together, and then what you're left with is what appears to be something like Wikipedia on speed. But the problem we have here is that in doing that, they afford a considerable degree of credibility to the information uh, and unfortunately you know you do not have the human mind to differentiate between rubbish that's been put out there on some other chatbot or information disinformation that has been fed into the system by political or commercial mm-hmm. opponents or just simply by uh, the and I don't know what way Bard and ChatGPT work in terms of their sources, but I've had a number of my publishing clients have come in to me expressing absolute disbelief that articles in their newspapers or publications have been cited as the basis for the feedback from uh, the, mm-hmm. the chatbot. And then it turns out that, of course, these articles don't exist. I mean, it's not a question of them being misquoted. They just aren't there. So this is clearly a sign of what is going to come. I mean, up until recent times, I've been complaining bitterly about the difficulty of getting a human being to speak to whenever I'm dealing with what we would call now the more traditional social media sites and platforms. Now, we're now in a world where I don't know whether maybe I should get a robot in to replace me uh, to start dealing with uh, my contemporary on the other side Mm. who looks like it's going to be a robot in the future. Now, it's interesting this morning, I, I again, experimenting, knowing various things we were covering in the programme, I, I wanted to add someone to, to write a headline or a, a chat GPT to write a headline for me about the catastrophe, um, Harry and Meghan, New York, car chase and so on. And it popped up with something a bit tedious and boring that I wouldn't dream of using. But at the same time, it referred to an article in the Irish Independent. <laughs> and then offered me links to the Irish Independent, uh, among other sources. So I knew in that case, because I had the Independent beside me, that this was an accurate uh, attribution of uh, a, a story. Um, but you were saying that oftentimes there are attributions which are just not fact. Yeah, exactly. And, and not just only not fact, but relating to articles that do not exist. And that's a very, very worrying trend in itself, Never mind the fact that the information is being assembled in a way where there's no real genuine editorial input. It's just information put together and whatever is deemed to be the most prominent by the AI or whatever, that forms the factual statement or the factual answer to your question. And it is going to be a problem we're going to have. And to follow on in your next question, Pat, who's responsible? 
you know, we, we have had battles over the last four or five years with the existing social media companies, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter or whatever, and they are continuing to argue that they are merely platforms. They're not publishers. Uh, they're different from a newspaper, you know, who is responsible for, for instance, a reader's letter. Not so according to the platforms. They say, no, it's not to do with us. We're just providing a facility. Uh, we cannot be held accountable. So now we've got AI coming onto the scene. So I assume we're going to be faced with a similar argument, which in my opinion is mm. totally untenable. Uh, but but yeah. even if that was the argument, who can we then take to court to challenge whether they're a publisher or a platform? And the answer has to be, in my humble opinion, the owners of the sites. In the case of ChatGPT, uh, Microsoft have a 50% stake in OpenAI, who are the operators of ChatGPT. And of course, Google, uh, are, as far as I'm aware, are the full owners of BARD. And then the other uh, uh, publisher platforms are coming in uh, with their uh, uh, AI contributions, and they are going to be there. Now, they have all one thing in common. With most of the big tech companies, they've been taking advantage, of course, of tax tourism and set up their European, Middle Eastern and African headquarters in Dublin. And, you know, I have been and will continue to argue that in doing so, they have made themselves accountable to Irish and European defamation, data and privacy laws. So that in itself represents the only hope that yeah. we have of trying to exercise some legal control over what's going on in these chatbots. Yeah. Now, if you uh, use a, a normal search engine, whether it's Bing or whether it's uh, Google or whatever it might be, uh, you are given a choice. You, I put in Paul Tweed. I'll get loads of articles and references to Paul Tweed. I'll probably get a Wikipedia page for you and, and lots uh, of other things. Uh, and some of them might be contradictory. Some of them might be complementary. Some of them, uh, you know, might be just sort of fact-based. But we're kind of left to our own devices as to which of those we might use as a source. And it's almost impossible for me, without calling you directly myself, to find out which of the many items about you, Paul, are true. So exactly. what is one to do these days? Exactly. And, and that is a very astute observation, Pat. And that is the problem because what is happening, these chatbots are stepping in and replacing your mind where you will be able to make an objective assessment and decide A, what's relevant and B, you know, possibly what's true or false. Whereas these chatbots are just pulling the information they've got there, assembling it together and then creating a factual entry, which as time goes on, I mean, you know, it's not, this has not been used just by, you know, journalists with inquiring minds or lawyers or whatever. You know, this is people all around the world will be relying on the information it, that they get and that they can get it quickly. And that they, they, the way they, the perception has been given about these chatbots, that this is all, you know, this is all the information you need to have, a one-stop shop. And here it is for you. Now, so now Paul, you, some, some information is clearly defamatory. I mean, if you uh, reference someone and say they're a convicted paedophile and they're not, uh, either convicted or nor a paedophile, that is the kind of thing that is very actionable. On the other yep. hand, saying uh, Paul Tweed likes yogurt when Paul actually hates yogurt, that's kind of, it's untrue, but it's not actionable. It's not actionable, but it's but it's misinformation. 
that's been put out there. And again, this is like the common problem we've got on all the platforms now, not just the AI chatbots, but it's a question of people, what are people's expectations? I mean, if in the United States you buy the National Enquirer, you know, you've got a certain view on that publication, on the accuracy of it. If you buy uh, the Irish Times, you know, you've got a completely different view and you expect truth and accuracy. The problem we have with the chatbots where they quote an Irish Times article or they quote you on News Talk, that will be taken as fact. Now, if you didn't, if, they're, if they're, you're being misquoted or if you didn't make any of the statements, that's still out there. And a lot of people will not be like my publisher clients who have had similar situations where serious allegations have been made. They have challenged the robot, for want of a better description, on BARD or ChatGPT, and they get an argument back that the, the, the robot will not change yeah. unless there is, it, it takes, I think it's yeah. one example I got that took about three weeks to get the actual factual situation reluctantly corrected. Now, you know, the Irish Times got burned itself because an article was posted yes. to it. Even the author was fictional. The photograph was generated by AI and that was published and taken down very quickly. It was about alleging that Irish people using fake tan were guilty of some cultural appropriation of people's skin colour. I mean, on the face of it, a ludicrous kind of thing, but it got through but because it was up for a while, it then becomes part of what might be searched about the Irish Times. Exactly, exactly. And as I say, the Irish Times will probably broad enough shoulders to be able to take it and get this sorted out. But if, when it comes to individuals, because one thing you've got to remember in the uh, era we're living at the moment, it's not just a question of defamatory material being put out there. But if false misinformation is, is out there, the banks are ultra sensitive at the moment. If they pick anything adverse up, whether it's on an AI chatbot or one of the uh, other social media platforms, they will have, have, are frequently moving to suspend the account or they'll refuse to open a new account simply because there's negativity online. Likewise, as sanctions are being imposed. I mean, US Treasury cite media reports and I suspect they're now going to move on to AI reports and whatever as a basis for sanctions as well. So the consequences can be absolutely catastrophic and it's no use saying, you know, in three or four months down the line that look, they've accepted this is wrong and have corrected it. The damage is done instantly in the world we're living at the moment. Now, obviously kids may use it uh, to create essays for themselves and maybe the teachers can spot it or maybe not. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, using information as journalists, for example, or indeed anybody else, a bank, if the chatbot sites and the operators decide to put a disclaimer on, you know, every time you get a, a result from chatbot, they put this, by the way, is generated by algorithms and screen scraping. Uh, it should not be relied on as 100 uh, percent. Please check other sources. Would that give them cover from uh, legal action? Not in my opinion. I mean, you know, if, if that was the case, then the traditional media would have been using a similar uh, disclaimer, albeit, you know, against a background where they've got the, 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 the factual moral high ground. But, you know, anyone could put disclaimers down uh, that they only work in certain circumstances. In this particular scenario with the chatbots, this is going global. It's going round, round the world and that is foreseeable. So the operators of the platforms, of the AI chatbots, know very well the likely consequences of the information being published there, and more importantly, the likelihood 
that misinformation and mm. fabricated allegations are going to appear on yeah. your site. That debate, by the way, about uh, be it platform or publisher is ongoing in the United States. Um, in the European Parliament, too, there are concerns. Uh, so perhaps all these warnings we're getting about AI may be heeded in a timely fashion rather than spend 10 years uh, developing some law um, uh, that might might someday be effective. No, that, that's absolutely right, Pat. And it does sort of highlight really the fact that, you know, in Ireland, we're way, way behind the blocks because we're debating, you know, changes to our defamation laws and whatever here. But those changes relate to a different era, a different time. You know, we've got to get real here. The real problem here, the real difficulty is dealing with the online platforms. Paul Tweed, international media lawyer. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.